podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We've got She's something in com- like... common, me and Amy. We're both from Yorkshire. We've both got four England caps. Nice. We should have had more, shouldn't we? There's still time. Uh, not for me, there isn't. <laughs> I've put myself through a brick wall. Yeah. And if I lost that, then what kind of player would I be? I thought you said a koala. <laughs> <laughs> you, should be, you should be able to understand me. I know. Huh? Sorry, I know. <laughs> Hi everyone, here we are for another episode of Off The Shelf, with me Michael Dawson and my co-host Paul Miles. How are you mate? Good as gold, thank you Michael Dawson, how are you? I'm very well, all the better for seeing you. Thank you very much. Sun is shining. The sun is shining, it's a beautiful day and uh, we've got a fantastic guest today. One of the top players coming out of the Spurs women's squad at the moment. She's only been with us a season. And, and she's Yorkshire. <laughs> she's from Yorkshire and what I like about her is she has proved people wrong in her career journey, and she'll tell us about that. Amy Turner's in the house, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you, Amy. Glowing introduction as well. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah, we like we bring you in easy. Yeah. (laughs) Then we get after you later. It's a bit like a game. (laughs) Well, I touched on there, Yorkshire, Amy. How was it growing up in Sheffield? Yeah, it was a great upbringing. I was a big Sheffield United fan, so season ticket at Bramall Lane from, from a young age, yeah. Seen some... Good football. Some ups and downs. Some good defending, yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it was um, it was nice in the countryside, you know, being outdoors a lot as a kid and, yeah, playing football from as long as I can remember, really, so, yeah. That was that was your life? That was it, that, that was it. Well, at school, was, was football always something that you, you dreamt of or was it just a hobby and you sort of stumbled across it later on in, in life? Yeah, well... Back when I was at school, the the thought of being a professional uh, women's player didn't exist. So not even on the table, was it? No, it wasn't an option really. Um, you know, and I understood obviously all my idols were male players. Um, who were who were your idols? I I liked a centre half from Sheffield United called Chris Morgan. Oh, I remember Chris Morgan <laughs> played against <laughs> yeah. him many a time, Morgs. Yeah. Like, absolute brew. Hard like, as nails. No fear, yeah. Like, you'd see him come off the pitch with a black eye and just, like, it was nothing. And I'd be like, he's my kind of player. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why I play as I do now, as a, as a centre-off. But, yeah, I like Moogs. I like Vidic as well. Um, Very good play. Yeah, I mean, I'm putting those two in the same category. <laughs> Moogs is going to be delighted <laughs> you've even put him in the same bracket as Vidic. <laughs> I know, that was when I realised that there was a bigger world outside of Sheffield United. But yeah, he was uh, yeah, a classic centre-half. But yeah, growing up I didn't realise it was an option, so I thought to be a pro I would have to go to the States and, and mm. play. We've interviewed a, a couple, well, we've interviewed Molly. And this is a, a story we're hearing a lot from a lot of Spurs women players, a lot of women players, even Jenna Scalacci. Mm. Obviously there's... At the time when you're starting to play football, there's there's no real anywhere for you to play. So I mean, you've ended up going in with with, uh, with a boys team. I mean, how was that, Amy? Yeah, I think that's probably pretty normal for a lot of female players of of my age. Really, um, the only option to play football was in a, a boys team in a boys league, and I was you know the only girl in the whole league, which I think is a generally normal story for for a lot of girls who have made it at this level. In a way, it was it, it had its advantages because you know it made me stronger. Mm. You know, I was probably the littlest player on the pitch, but it made me want to fight more, I suppose. Um, and it wasn't until I got to I don't know maybe 14 that I that I joined a, a women's team, a girls' team, and it was a completely different game. But I'd learned so much in that time playing with the lads. Um, I think it set me up. Um, it's a, it put me in good stead, but it was it was hard, you know. How did they accept you, <laughs> the boys? It wasn't so much the players. It would be like the parents that used to get to me and, mm. you know, there's a girl playing, she shouldn't be playing. And At what age was that, Amy? Probably from, I'd say, about six or seven till... Really, that young? 13, 14, yeah. Wow. Yeah. and I find that really sad. So do I. Yeah. Talking like that. Yeah, and, it's, you know... I don't know. You just wanted to play. You just want to play at that age. You don't. You don't care who it is or who you're with. But yeah, it was. And I bet you were one of the best, Amy, as well. 
not trying to big you up, but I bet you yeah. were. Look, my boy plays grassroots. He's he's under eight, and there's there's a little girl plays, and, and she's good. Yeah. And we have no problem whatsoever. Why yeah. why should you? Yeah, if she's exactly. good, she can play at that age. I mean, there's an awful lot more opportunities now. But yeah. you said it took you to what 13, 14 before yeah. girls team came around. I know, and it wasn't even an option. You know, I couldn't I couldn't be like, okay, I'll go and play in a girls team because it didn't exist. So yeah. far, if, if I wanted to play, I had to play with the lads, and I had to take sort of all the the stick that came with it, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's got me where where I am today. But, I mean, so. but did the, did they accept you in the end? Because I'm, I'm no doubt you played there for a couple of years too. I mean, you're only only go in the league. I mean, yeah. I mean, my immediate response to that is, you know, oh, that's a that's brave. So you must have been, you must have had that character even as a as a little girl to be able to go and, go and do that. Perhaps yeah. you didn't even think about it that way. No, I bet you just yeah. went out and did it, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I thought about it until, you, you know, you look back on it now and you think, oh, that was quite a big thing to have done. And my sister is two years younger. She played and she had the same experience in the same team, the only girl in the league. So I felt like, because I'd been through it, you know, she felt like she could do it yeah. as well, which was which was nice. Wow. Sheffield Wednesday. Yes. Tell us about Sheffield Wednesday and when you joined them and... Obviously, he's a, a United fan. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> quite an interesting. Uh, yeah. He's only fan with Sheffield United, by the way. Yeah. So how oh. did that go down with it? You go, you go into blue and white instead of red and white. <laughs> I know. Well, we lived in the Hillsborough end of Sheffield. Okay. We just like to go against the grain. And <laughs> <laughs> we supported Sheffield United, and back then we were the underdogs. So I, and we liked the underdogs. You know, Wednesday were probably the better team. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember I used to wear my Sheffield United shirt under my <laughs> Wednesday shirt <laughs> games. No way. I know. I know and you I think never did. I did, yeah. Wow. You had to be a centre-half <laughs> to do that. You had to be a defender. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I remember um, my mum still got this programme because I was in the Wednesday programme for something as a you know, as a kid, and I had full Sheffield United kit on, and they took a picture of me and put it in the Wednesday programme, and I thought, the abuse that I was got it, yeah. that game. Doing it there? Yeah, I know, it was like, despite her kit or something, but, yeah. How was it, though? Yeah, it was good. I mean, that was the first girls' team that I played for, and it was nice. It was like going into a team, and you just instantly had, you know, like, ten new best friends, and, yeah. every, like, we all came together having similar experiences, of like waiting for a girls team to form, playing in boys teams, and yeah, it was it it was nice. It was um, it was a big difference from playing with the lads. You know, not as physical, but it definitely felt like you know I belonged. You did know, did it help you playing playing in the boys football and then going to to play with the girls? Do you think it made you, I don't know, more physical, ready ready for it? Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe a bit too physical. Okay. <laughs> I know you said you were a defender yeah. and you like to, yeah. to tackle and that's why you like Chris Morgan, but <laughs> yeah. not too yeah, hard. No. Yeah, I was only, I was always like the smallest kid on, on the pitch. And like, oh, okay. maybe you try going up front for a bit. You know, I don't think defending is going to be your cup of tea because you're, you're so little. And I thought, no, do you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to it. And now I'm still pretty small for a centre half, but... You know, I like, I like proving The game's changed wrong. though, hasn't it? You, it has. you know, you yeah. watch it now and I was saying to you, what it all about, can you get the ball down? Are you quick? Can you yeah. can you play? Play out from the back? It's, it's a lot it more possession-based and certainly when I was playing, when it was probably a little bit more direct. Yeah. Makes a difference. So, obviously, you've, you've, you've done well at Sheffield Wednesday and then Doncaster Bells come calling. I mean, I mean they are, especially historically, a massive name in women's football, that you must have uh, that must have been a proud moment as you joined in them. I can imagine. What was it like? Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, as you said before, the WSL. Um, you know, when we had the women's Premier League, Donny Bells were up there with you know the likes of Arsenal and, yeah. and Fulham and Leeds and those kind of teams. So yeah, it was um, a great opportunity. And I think I was only like sixteen at the time. Yeah. So to be playing women's football at at sixteen, it was. It was an eye-opener and, um, you know, the reality of women's football, um, you know, hit me, <laughs> hit me quite quickly. Um, but I, I love the experience. Um, I learned so much from the older players there and, you know, I felt like I was ready at that point in my career and it was a big step up. But, yeah, it was, I learned a lot from... Were you starting to feel within yourself... I mean, obviously, being a professional footballer is probably still not on the table. But were you starting to feel, you know, I can, I can probably play at the, the best level available here? Were, were, were you getting that belief in yourself? 
I think even at that point, I thought, if I want to do anything, I have to go to the States. Um, you know, we were training twice a week. It wasn't a full-time basis, even at, you know, playing in the Women's Premier League. Uh, we also had full-time jobs, or we were at university. We were paying to play probably the majority yeah. of the team. Um, so I felt like my only opportunity to do anything with my career would be to move abroad. Um, and that was just, you know, waiting for that opportunity to, to get out of England and to get to America. Is it true the opportunity came, American coach saw you saw you playing on TV? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like... On Good ESPN. scouting system, that, innit? Let's <laughs> tune in, here we go. Yeah. Amy Turner, here you come. I know. Well, Coming it helped that the coach was from Barnsley too. Ah. So, yeah, I think he wanted some more Northerners on the I team. Like it. Um, but, yeah, we were, I think we were playing in a County Cup final against Arsenal. Um, I was asked to play centre mid that game, so I don't know how I got, I got scouted because <laughs> I was just chasing shadows, I think. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, playing in a County Cup final at 16, um, you know. I tried to put myself about a bit, and then yeah, yeah I got I got the call that I'd, I felt like I'd been waiting for. You know, I'd been building up to that point that okay, now I now I've got this opportunity to go, and it's did something you, that I'd always dreamt of. Did you feel like you deserved it? Had you seen yourself progress through, from the younger age into the WSL? Donny Bell's thinking I'm ready now to be in, involved in in the first team. Yeah, it just felt like a natural progression, yeah. really. Um, but even at 16, it's so young. Yeah. I know. I, I think being that age helped because okay. I was I had um, a little bit of naivety to it, and I think that honestly helped because I'd never really left the comfort of, of my family in Sheffield and you know England really, and I didn't see it as a big thing at the time. You know, I thought, oh yeah, well I've wanted to go to America, I'll just go, and it was you know New York. Um, never, you know, never travelled. Worst places to go in than the New York. Yeah, and it it didn't seem like a big thing really at the time, and I think that honestly helped me get on the plane because, you know, I see you know my mum getting upset in the airport yeah. and stuff, and I'm like, it's fine. Like, I've wanted this for so long. It's just, it just seems like it was meant to be. Um, and yeah, I think honestly that if I'd have thought about it a bit more, I probably might not have even gone. Yeah, well, these this. are the key decisions you have to, you've got to make in your life, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. So you land in New York. I mean, I mean, you get to the hotel. You didn't think, oh my God, I think I've made the wrong decision here. But you, I can clearly tell from talking to you, you are focused, and this is what you're going to do, right? Yeah, and it was the first time that I'd been in an environment where I was able to train every day. Um, we had like, you know, really good facilities at the university. There were other English girls who, who came over at the same time from Chelsea, a few Irish girls as well, which, which helped because, you know, the Americans are a, a different, different breed, aren't they, I suppose. So it helped having that. In what way? What, they'd all stick together, be a little bit more clicky because you'd come over from England? Um, just a little bit, yeah, I suppose like full on, right. happy, enthusiastic, you know, and it took it takes you back a little bit um you know we're not naturally like that as english people are we quite you know <laughs> reserved <laughs> reserved is yeah. probably a Am nice I? way of putting it maybe not you yeah maybe he's gone <laughs> you've lost really five minutes here we go <laughs> well you'd fit in all right then <laughs> um but yeah it was yeah it all went um you know I, I, I didn't imagine what it would be like before i went but it was yeah what did you study Exercise physiology. So, yeah, so, so you train twice a day and then do the, your college work as well? Yeah, so we train in the morning um, and then we'd be finished by like 8.39 and do a full day of uni. And then we'd sometimes train in the afternoon after. Wow, after so what time did you start in the morning? Like six. Oh my goodness, wow. that would choose me training at six in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where I'd struggle. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's and that's where the Americans are just so driven. So, you know, they were beasts, like... I'd probably never really been in a gym before and trained properly, you know, at 16 and you'd go over there and they'd been in the gym years and, you know, used to that, that they had that mentality yeah. of like, we need to be physically strong, we need to be fit and they just got on with it. So we just, we just follow suit and got on with it too, really. What other differences were you, were you finding between like mentality, physicality, you mentioned there, the football itself, what differences were you finding? Um, it was a lot less tactical. Um, Probably a little, there was less focus on technical ability and more focus on physical outcomes. 
um, which, yeah, I struggled with maybe at the start. It took a, a good hard pre-season to try and get up to the levels that everyone else was at. Um, but I've always tried to work hard in, in my career and, you know, get your head down and just get on with it. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say those were the, the biggest differences. And, they, you know, they're so driven, you know, whether it was school, whether it was football, you know, with anything, if they do something, they, they do it to the absolute best. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I wasn't used to that, particularly not with school aspects. Um, because another factor of, of playing for the team, you had to have a GPA score of above a, a certain level. So if your schoolwork was dropping, then you couldn't play well, for the team as well. That keeps you driven in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. and we had like yeah. study club and stuff you had to go to. You know, everything was reflected each other, really. What about off the pitch? I mean, obviously the the footballer studying is taking care of itself, but you're an English girl in New York here, right? So how, how was it for you? And you, you've flown out there on your own. Yeah. How quickly did you adapt to the to New York? I mean, I remember the first time I went to New York, I was literally just looking yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I was looking up for the first two hours. Yeah. How, how did you find life out there? Um, yeah, there were hard times um i'm sure I, th I probably was on the phone to my mom every other week saying can i come home and the answer was probably no we <laughs> it was your decision it to go yeah. out there <laughs> yeah wow. you can almost it imagine out. it yeah. so you found it hard yeah i mean it's being on your own i guess is yeah, the toughest thing right being on until your own, you get really ingrained home. yeah yeah but i was um living with other freshers at the time um you know one of my best friends still to this day, she'd moved from Colorado, which is actually a similar distance to New York as, as England is. Mm. So we both sort of had the shared experience of being homesick and, you know, issues with time difference and making new friends and things. So that really helped. And she was dead outgoing and really enthusiastic and happy and hyper all the time. And I was very reserved, shy. <laughs> so we, I think we we probably brought the best out in each well, other. Was that because you were homesick that you were maybe shy in, in yourself and you phoned your mum and said, can I come home? And she's like, no, <laughs> you're staying there. She knew it. Like, how long did it take you to get over that? Um, I don't know. Because you couldn't have had it all the time. Yeah, you were no, in America. definitely you must, not, You must no. have had a period where you've gone, I'm, I'm a little bit more settled. I'm enjoying yeah. the, the football and enjoying the college work. Yeah, it's probably after pre-season, to be fair. <laughs> no one likes pre-season. No, once we'd stopped running and <laughs> I could feel my legs again. I yeah. was like, OK, maybe I can do, maybe I can do it. <laughs> you were named in the uh, Colonial Athletic Association rookie team. I mean, that must have been a real boost here at the time. Yeah. In that, you know, your first year there. Yeah, no, it was... Um, yeah, I scored a few goals. That I, they put me on corners and penalties, and yeah, I was like, "This is new, but I'll give it. I'll give it a I'll go." I'll take that. Yeah, yeah I scored yeah. a few goals. Um, so yeah, that's probably Americans love stats. So if you score in scores, assists, assist, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's all about that. So I think as a, defender, as a defender, eh? That's yeah, as a defender on free kicks, yeah, oh, I like it helps. That. Uh, that's never happened since, though. <laughs> be no problem for you, Amy. No problem. Two years. And you were coming back to the UK. Um, I mean, what what made you decide to come back? I think it was a mixture of a few different reasons. So um, the Super League was starting um, and it was, you know, um, it was like put out as this big opportunity. There's loads of money being pumped into women's football. This is the first professional league. You know, things are happening in, in England. Um you know, and, it, and women's football is going to take off. And it was a completely different setup from when I left the league to, to what was promised. Um, so that played a part in it. Because I thought, eventually, I do want to return home. You know, I want to get back. I want to try and, and play for England one day. I want to, yeah. you know, be close to my family. Um, the dreams that you had when you were gr growing up and playing in the first place, right? Yeah, which yeah. I thought, you know, those things were out of reach. Because you were, being in England. why you went to America. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it felt like, okay, maybe things are changing. Um, yeah, so that was part of the reason. Um, and then there was a few, like, family issues and, and things happening away from football that influenced my decision. And um, so I decided to, to come back and I had the opportunity to sign back for Donny Bells again. Um, you know, and I felt like I was in a much better place. I, I was fitter and stronger and I felt like I was a better player than when I left. Um, and they, they were keen to sign me back um, on that premise that I had improved and I'd matured in, in the two years that I'd been away. So you come back, Donny Bells, and then yeah. you get told, maybe, yeah. 
Amy, you're not quite good enough. Yeah. So how did that feel? I, c I can only imagine the heartbreak that you'd had. You'd come back from America yeah. thinking, I'm ready to go again, and it didn't quite work out. Yeah, it was tough. It's probably one of the toughest moments in my career, I would say, because, you know, when you, when you live with that regret or, you know, thinking, should I have stayed? You know, why did I leave? Um, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as it was pitched to me. The league wasn't in a place that I thought it was. I was still training part-time, you know, I was still effectively paying to, paying to play. Um, the infrastructure wasn't there, obviously it was the first season. And yeah, it was it was tough because I felt good. I felt like I was playing yeah. good, um, good football. And yeah, it was, it was hard to be told that and to not be given much of an opportunity really. And I couldn't obviously just, all right, I'll go back to America. Yeah. And like that yeah. dream had yeah, sort, of, of sort of gone, yeah. the opportunity, it, opportunity had gone itself. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, I think it was harder living with like for the next few years thinking, you know, why did I leave? I should have stayed. And that's, that's never a nice thing to, to think about. And that's the thing, if we all had a crystal ball, yeah. It's especially when you get that re rejection. I left here yeah. in 2014 and went to Hull City and we ended up getting re relegated thinking if only I'd have stayed there. We yeah. haven't got the crystal ball, you've got to live by your decisions, haven't you? And it, yeah. it's worked out well for you now, Amy, but in that time, how did you how did you deal with the mental side of it? Um, I don't I had a good support system around me. I think that always helps. Um, you know, my family have always been supportive of the decisions I've made. So they support the mm. decision in me coming home. Yeah. And they also, yeah, you know, Keep, they keep you grounded as well, don't they? Like, you know, obviously worse things can happen. You you know, and they were very positive about yeah. it. You know, just, you'll get a different club then. Like, it wasn't meant to be, but maybe another club in the in the WSL would sign you. Um, but at that point, my confidence was, was rock bottom. Were you so. still dreaming, believing that this career could still happen at that point? Because it must have been... Because you said you come back, it wasn't exactly how you thought it was going to yeah. be. And you want, you know, you want... You want to be where you are now. You wanted to be yeah. there then, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. But did, did you believe it? Did you, or were you thinking, I'm going to have to look for something else now? Yeah, no, and I think that's probably the first time that I thought, okay, this is done. Like, I've, I've tried, I've given it my all, and, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And when I got released from Donny, that's what I was told, um, you know, that... Well, what age were you then, Amy? Sorry. So I would have been... Like twenty twenty one, maybe. So twenty twenty one. You're told someone tells you that you're not going to be good enough. Yeah, um, like you're not going to make it. It's, it's time to rethink your career, yeah. and you know, I think you're more suited to lower league football. Um, you know, and at that point, I don't know. I've I'm much more mature now. I've been the yeah. the game a lot longer, and I've realised that one person's opinion can't define your career. You yeah. know, football is obviously all about opinions yeah. and just because one manager individual doesn't think you're good enough it doesn't it doesn't mean that you are you know yeah. it's far from yeah. that but at the time i was i was young and yeah i just thought okay well if he doesn't think i'm good enough then maybe you know and then when you start to question yourself then it's yeah. it's game over really. so so time for a reset on and off the pitch then yeah. okay so you go and join sheffield fc which yeah. i do believe are the oldest football yeah. team in the country Maybe world. even world, yeah. yeah. So Sheffield yeah. FC, and then you're also looking into teaching as well at that time. So you've gone yeah. for a bit of a reset here. Then tell us about that time. Yeah, so I would say my priorities switch. So, you know, football has always been my top priority in, in everything that I've done. And once that happened, I thought, okay, I'm going to put my energy somewhere else. You know, football hasn't given me, yeah. you know, what I've put into it hasn't rewarded me in, in the way that I thought it would. Um, so I thought, okay, I'm passionate about teaching. I feel like I could have an impact on young people's lives. And, you know, the dream of teaching back then was, okay, I can affect people in other yeah. ways. And it's something that I enjoy. So I, yeah, I sort of, football took a bit of a back seat and I dropped down obviously two leagues um, because university and my teaching degree took the priority at that point. Um, and I thought that was it, yeah, that, you know, I would be a teacher and, and that would... That's how my career path would, would look would look really. And then you yeah. end up in Nottingham at Notts County. Yeah. How did that all come about? Because you just touched on there. Yeah. I'm gonna be a student, I'm gonna focus on something different and yeah. then a chance to go back to the WSL with Notts County. Yeah. Um out of the blue really it came. I think it was the start of pre season. It was actually Lincoln 
who I signed for first, they reformed as Notts County. Um, but the manager at Lincoln, he was short on pre-season, short of centre-halves, and he just said, look, on the off chance, can you come and train? We've got a few pre-season friendlies coming up. He was the manager at Leeds when I was at Donny, so he knew me from then. Um, he was like, I'm not promising you a contract. You know, there's nothing on the table. Yeah. There's no room on the table for you, but can you come and train? And at first I said no, because I wasn't... I don't know, I, I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel like that's what I wanted to do. You'd almost left that behind, really, Yeah, I you? had, yeah, yeah, and I thought, yeah. you know, I'm not going through that again. What, you didn't want the rejection again in yeah. case that happened? Yeah, probably, that I was scared of scared of the re rejection. I thought, there's nothing to be gained. He's, yeah. he's saying there's no contract available, so why would I do it, basically? And then I went back and told my family, and my mum was, like, ringing back and telling like you're doing it. Like there's no, there's no, there's no other choice. And you obviously have to listen to your mum, don't you? So I was like, yep. okay, yeah, I'll, I've changed my mind. I've had a my mum says I've changed my mind. <laughs> my mum says I've got to come. And I was probably like 22 then. And he was like, oh, okay then, right. We'll come down and train. And yeah, I, I played well. I had a good preseason. And then yeah, signed at Lincoln. And then yeah, it took my career was was back on track in the space of a few years. Yeah. I remember Notts County at that time, Amy, and they had some Lincoln players there, didn't they? So this is a good group of players you were you were yeah. now you were now joining, weren't they? I mean, what did yeah. that that must have you know rubbing shoulders and starting to play at that level again must have must have upped your own self confidence and belief being within that squad. Yeah, we had um, like you said, we had a lot of internationals and we held our own in in a competitive league and. I was playing good football, um, you know, and I felt like this time, okay, I've got a point to prove, you know, to myself, probably to more than anybody else, like I should be here, I belong here. And I think when you're playing with that bit of grit behind you, you, you generally play better, you work harder. You, I don't know, you, you, you feel like, okay, I'm the underdog and I have to prove myself. And yeah, I felt like I was playing good football and, you know, that my, my career was, was going the, the way I expected it to go. I think credit to you, Amy, the way you've, oh. the, the journey, and then you've gone back in thinking, should I, should I go? You've then put performances, and then you've got a chance to go and play for the, the Lionesses. How, yeah. how proud was that? That must have been nigh on the pinnacle at that moment in your career to think I've had rejection, I've had setbacks, and yeah. now I'm on the up, and I've got this call up. Yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, it was, the best moment of, of my career by far today. It was it was such a proud day for for myself, my family. Um, you know, and it was something that I'd always dreamed of but never thought it would it would ever happen, obviously. Um, and I was still when I made my debut for England, I was actually still full time teaching. Um, so I was only part, training part time, um, which is you know, crazy to think about. It's mad when you think about it now. It's isn't crazy. It? Like yeah. Lionesses is just one the Euros, just being the World Lioness, Cup final. Yeah. Would any of them, the Lionesses, then were, were they full time at any of the clubs? Yeah, the well, they all were. So, so what? You were the only one who wasn't. Yeah, That's I mean, even to more my knowledge, to yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, luck and opportunity were probably on my side with injuries and, and things in the squad. But you know, a call up is a call up, and after my first few camps um, with the Lionesses. I got offered a full-time contract, you know, to go full-time, to give up teaching and to have that opportunity to, you know, to, to train properly. You know, to play at that level, you need to be training, you know, every day and um, being able to compete. So, um, yeah, so they they both followed each other with, with that. How did it feel to pull that jersey on for the first time? Yeah, it was a special, special feeling. Um, something that I'll never forget and, and, you know, I, you know, I had four caps, but they're, they're four caps that I'll... You know, no one, Where no one can they? take away from me. Yeah, they're at my mum's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got She's something in com like... common, me and Amy. We're both from Yorkshire. We've both got four England caps. Nice. Like make it. a good partnership. Hey, we should have had more, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah we should have. Yeah. Oh, well. There's still time. Hey, uh, not for me, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so FA Cup. I mean, this is a, a magical... I mean, things are coming thick and fast now, aren't they? The FA Cup final follows. I'm pretty sure that you beat Tottenham on the way to their final. I'm pretty sure because yeah. we, we played Notts County in the fifth round. Okay. It was at Meadow Lane. You beat us 4-0. Right. You must have been there. And, of course, you go on and, and reach the final. That's a FA Cup final. Yeah. And the first one at Wembley for the women's must team. must have been a magical yeah. day. No, it was a great day. And there was 
so many Notts County fans that had travelled down and, you know, it was, it was such a proud day for the club and we had, you know, we had such a good team, such a good group of players and um, all fighting for the badge and, you know, walking out at Wembley, seeing the black and white of, of the Lady Pies, it was, yeah, it was a special day. I mean, obviously, we lost on the day, um, but yeah, it's... It's one of those days you look back on in your career and thought, and you think, you know, it was it was such a special. And you've time. done that, haven't you? Now, yeah. you've pulled on the England shirt. You've played in an FA Cup final. Yeah. Come on, if you stop tomorrow, yeah, there are there they are moments you're never ever ever gonna forget. Yeah, for sure. Amy, you were certainly getting the recognition you deserved at this moment in time. PFA Young Players Award. You'd been nominated. How did that feel? That must have been. That must have been up there with with going away with England because you're getting the recognition from through yeah. the whole league. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel young. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was um, early 20s then and I thought, am I qualified enough for this award? But, um, yeah, it was it was special um, to get that recognition of, of players. And I think that probably means more to you than anybody mm. else. You know, your fellow, your teammates and, and opposition players to, to think highly of you is, is something really special and um, it's probably unlike any other you know, recognition that you get in mm. football. So, yeah, it was it was nice. But as always is the case with football, it can come back and bite you at any time. And after all those highs, injuries. Yeah. Injury strikes. Tell us about that knee injury. Yeah, it was a bad one. Um, and it came at such a, a pinnacle I mean, you point, are yeah. flying at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, I know, yeah. It, it wasn't great timing. Um, How did it come about the knee injury? In um, a game? It was just, no, it was just training. It was like yeah. match day minus one. And it like one of those innocuous wow. block challenges. And, did yeah. you know as soon as it happened? I knew something was wrong, yeah. Um, I didn't quite anticipate how long I'd be out of the game for. But, yeah, it was, it was a tough one to take. I think the timing was probably the worst thing about it, you know, breaking into the England squad. And yeah. Couldn't have been time worse. Yeah, no, I'm feeling like, you know, I was I was playing good football and I think once I knew it would be a length, lengthy time out, I, I probably struggled with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I spoke to Rhea not too long ago and she, she, well, you know, 15 months out from a World Cup, a home yeah. World Cup, she's got a cruciate injury and it's very interesting, the mental side of it. Yeah. Uh, and I said to her, you know, was there any ever any a was there any doubt you come back? But b, you're a box to box midfielder. She gets in there, doesn't she? Yeah. I said, was there any doubts? And you, you know, I know what. If I drop a ball in between you and another player, you're going to go after it. But were there any doubts in your head that your knee are going to stand up to this? You have, you have to go through all this, don't you, Amy, to to, yeah. to get back on a football pitch? Yeah, I think that's probably the scariest thing, like the unknown. You know, will I come back the same? Will I still have like? the instinct or will I still be as brave as because when you rely on that as your yeah. pot, as your game yeah. you know it's probably the only, <laughs> the only thing I had back then is you know I, I put myself through a brick wall yeah and if I lost that then what kind of player would I be um so yeah the unknown is is a scary a scary concept you, you think doors like I mean you had injuries in your career right but I don't think any of them were 15 months unless I've got that wrong can you imagine I mean you train every day the pair of your you build up to the games, you love the games, all the adrenaline. And then for f over a year, that's taken away. Uh, like, right in the middle of it. Longest I was out was, was five months. I couldn't imagine 15 months. I, I, I mean, I was dropped. People saying they're not wanting me. I, I could sort of deal with that, not very well, but I couldn't deal with being injured. Mm. I couldn't deal with missing training. Five months was the hard, hardest. You asked my wife, she said I was a nightmare. I just love playing football. And you're thinking, as you say, are you ever going to come back? And deep down, you do have doubts. You do. Mm. I had a, a hamstring at, at 34, I think. I remember driving home crying, saying, I'm done. I can't take this. People speak around going, stay for another year and see mm. how it goes. And you do come back. But it is, it is the hardest. But 15 months, Amy, that's, that's incredible. To make it even worse, Notts County went out as well. So you, you didn't even have a club in the end. Yeah. Um, so the club went into liquidisation. Mm. Um, when I was in early stages of rehab, so probably the most crucial point yeah. of your rehab, mm. which is, you know, in hindsight, probably prolonged, you know, it could have potentially been 
12 months, but because of the disruption with the rehab, it probably took a little bit longer. But at the time, you know, you don't think of it as being 15 months, 12 months. You just look towards the next goal. So you're like, okay, I can, I can drive in so many weeks. I'm off the crutches. I can get on the bike. And you set yourself those little targets along the way and it makes it a little bit easier. Were there any bad moments, any down moments? Any, were you questioning whether you could get back? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's only natural. Really, yeah, it? no, it is. And, you know, just crutching around. I think I was on non-weight bearing on my crutches for eight weeks. So, not, you know, I wasn't able to drive for 10 weeks. So you just have that independence sort of stripped away. And, you know, I think it was winter when I had the op. So I was crutching on ice and the amount of times the crutches just went. And, yeah, straight down. But um, I don't know. I don't think I ever thought I wouldn't get back that you know, I can honestly say, I think I knew I would get back. I just didn't know what that would look yeah, like. what level it would be. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I, ho I always had the drive that, you know, I've, I've come back from adversity before. Like, I've worked so hard to get here. I'm not, I'm not giving up on it sort of thing. But you never had a club. Yeah. And you'd been out injured. So, you, so Notts County went into liquidation yeah. and now you're out for another year. How much do you owe to Liverpool for, for giving you that opportunity to get back? Yeah, I owe Liverpool a lot. Um, for taking a chance on me yeah. from my reputation, from what I'd built up to that point in my career. And um, yeah, I, I owe them my career in a lot of ways, to be honest, because if they hadn't take me on, and I, I knew I was a high risk signing, I knew nobody knew how long it would take me to get back. And I missed, you know, I think I, I only made a handful of appearance for, for Liverpool in the end. Um, but Vicky Jepson was the assistant at Liverpool. Um, so when I was getting back into team training, I actually trained with, with Vicky a few times, um, which was nice. You know, she was, she's a good coach and she's, you know, she gave me a lot of confidence in, in myself. Um, but yeah, yeah, grateful for that opportunity. And um, I always knew I would get back. So yeah, I did in the end. <laughs> and then United, obviously United came calling and... It must have been quite an exciting time because United obviously hadn't had a women's team. Then they, they're in the championship and they were successful straight away, weren't they? So uh, yeah. must have been good to be part of that. Yeah, so um, Casey Stoney, the manager of, of United, I played with her at Liverpool. We were both played centre-halves um, together and I'd known her from my Lincoln days and you know in and around England camps that I were involved in. Um, so, yeah, when she approached me with the opportunity to come to United, I was absolutely blown away. Um, you know, I could see the direction the club wanted to go in and, you know, to be part of the first ever Man United women's team. Um, you know, it's such a historic moment. Um, and we had such a good team. I think that was the moment that I switched from being like a young player to an old player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just happens, does it, one day? And then you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm, I feel really old. But we had such a young squad. I think the average age was like 20 or something. And um, so I took on a, probably a different role that I'd never had in my career before being a little bit more of a, a mentor. And Enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah? It, it wasn't Because you've pretty much seen it all by then, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, it wasn't a natural step for me. I'm, I'm still probably quite a shy and reserved person. So I had to come out of my shell a little bit because Casey wanted me to take on, you know, the role of vice captain and to sort of mentor the younger younger players on the team and yeah it didn't come naturally but I enjoyed by the end I, I enjoyed and it was such a good group of girls that it, it they made it a lot easier for me and you had success yeah you got promoted to the to the WSL yeah that must have been special yeah it was um and you know we were playing full-time you could see that we were building something special and even though we were playing in the championship we were still training and playing as if we were preparing for WSL football so the standards were really high and in, in training and in games so we were relentless um, because we were always preparing for for that next step. Did you feel that pressure playing for Manchester United you're in the championship but the aim is you have to get promoted we've yeah. put an awful lot of money into this we're full time yeah. and I'm guessing the championship not everyone was so our aim is to get to the WSL and, yeah. and thankfully it obviously came good but that, that comes with pressure. Yeah, there was definitely that pressure, but we had this real strong belief in ourselves that what we had in that dressing room was, was special. And, you know, 
there was a big push on keeping the core of the team to, you know, for that team to go on and, and be successful in this league and in the Champions League in future years. So the goal was always very ambitious. Um, and it was just like the champ winning the championship was like the first stage in, in achieving all, all the all the other goals that, that were set longer term. So with that in mind, how come you ended up back in America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I don't know really. Um a big part of the decision was um, my wife has moved into North Carolina, so she got the opportunity. Um, she was at Reading at the time. She got the opportunity to go and play stateside, and North Carolina at that point were an established team in the NWSL. So it was a massive opportunity for her, and that that played a role in in my decision as well. Um, and Casey was leaving United. Um, there was a little bit of uncertainty with who was going to take over and I don't know I just felt like okay I'd played in the league now for you know on and off for the best part of 10 years and I hadn't played in the NWSL previously um and yeah I just I just felt like it was too good of an opportunity to to not take um so yeah I decided to sign for the Orlando Pride I mean, that's a massive club out there, by the way, isn't yeah. it, in women's football? And the uh, chance to play with... I mean, how, what was the differences between the America you'd left and the America and the obviously the situation you were in, the player you now were? What were the differences that you found? Obviously, in terms of being a player, you're a much more confident player. But being at Orlando Pride, I say, it's a, it's a huge club out there in women's football, isn't it? Yeah, and the opportunity to play with some World Cup-class oh. players, you know, signing for a team and sitting next to Marta in the change room rooms, yeah. you know, was just an unreal experience and something that, you know, I still think about to this day. Um, you know, having the chance to play next to Ali Krieger, a USA, like, World Cup legend, um, you know, won so much in a career, Ashlyn Harris and Sydney LaRue, Alex Morgan, you know, it was a team full of stars. Um, and to be told, okay, you're going to fit into this team and you're the player that we want to sign. It was a massive confidence boost and um, the league was different. The league is so different to the yeah. to the WSL. It's a lot more The direct. NWSL out there, isn't it? Yeah. NWSL, yeah. What, what's, yeah. It, what's it like? What's the, what's the level like, the standard like? You know, really professional. Um, it's a different style of football. It's very direct. Um, players are faster and a little bit more physical. Um, and as a centre-half, you're sort of... You can never rest, you know, you're always getting pressed, you know, the the forwards will press you no matter what. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, it took me a little time to adjust, but I honestly think it's helped my game overall by by those two years that I spent over there. Okay, so you mentioned Haas was, had gone over to America and, and uh, that was a big decision in you going over there as well. Tell us about Haas, tell us about just what it's like to be, you know, you're married to a, a teammate, What's how that Everything works there. How did you meet? Tell, just tell us about tell us about us. Yeah, so we met at Notts County. We were both. Um, I think I was in my second year there, and and she just signed from Bristol, um, and that was probably going back seven years now, six or seven years now. Um, yeah, we played together there. Then um, obviously I went to Liverpool. Um, she spent a little bit of time in Yeovil and then signed for Everton. So it worked. I mean, it worked well and it didn't. We were both obviously at rival teams. <laughs> yeah. um, but it meant we could live together. and um, So that was really nice. And yeah, she she moved to Reading to better her career. And when I stayed at United, so we we sort of did the distance for, for a, a large part of our relationship. Um, but yeah, she's she's had a fantastic career. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, this is probably... Yeah, only the second time we've we've played at the same club together, which is nice. Um, the same days off and, um, you know, logistically it works really well. And it's strange, we we come into training and we always say, like, we because we, we have different sets of friends, so she'll go one way yeah. and I'll go the yeah. other. And then we'll meet back, back together the in end. the car. Yeah, 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 and it's, yeah, 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 We don't actually speak to each other that much throughout <laughs> the day. It doesn't feel like we're playing on the same team half the time and we get back in the car. And we generally say We'll talk about football till we get home. Then as soon as we park yeah. up at home, it's like switch off. Do you, have you any, ever have any arguments on the pitch? 
it's not, not like no. that. It's like, and then take it in the car. You think you did this, you did <laughs> yeah. that. Like, none no, of that. We're both pretty chilled, um, which helps. I think the only time we've ever had a bit of a argument was playing for opposite teams. I, I, I was, was going to ask if you ever played against each other. Yeah, and it there's a little fifty-fifty there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, not with each Liverpool other. Liverpool, Everton. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> word! Imagine that. I know it's very rare, but we. Um, I think she was at Reading and I was at United, and it, those games were always really physical. Okay. And I was, you know, I was on a yellow card, and I was getting a bit, you know, putting in the challenges I probably shouldn't have been making on a yellow and. She's like, calm down, you know, calm down. I was like, I am calm. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, clearly not. But yeah, other than that, we're um, yeah, we're pretty chilled on the pitch. I mean, in terms of football, I mean, day to day, you must be, you know, you must be pushing yourselves to, you know, motivating yourselves to to do better. I mean, Haz has had a great career as well, hasn't she? I mean, yeah, she has, um, you know, and a fantastic career for for Wales yeah. and you know, over a hundred caps at. It's incredible. At, yeah, yeah. At twenty nine, it's it's such a massive achievement, and you know she's she's playing really good football at the minute, and you know it's it's nice to see. Um, you know, it's it makes for a happy happy house. <laughs> so you were only in America this time for a yeah. year, and then you were back. Twenty twenty two July, Spurs comes knocking. Yeah. Dream move. Yeah, definitely. Um, I knew as, as soon as I spoke to Rianne, the manager at the time, mm. um, it was such a fantastic opportunity. And for us both to come together as well, it was, um, it was like it was meant to be. And I could see the ambition of the club, um, you know, the facilities and the players already here. Um, I knew we would be in for something, so something special. And yeah, I, I was really passionate to come back and, and play for Spurs. You're right there about, I mean, the ambition. I mean, you you probably, you might not know the club story, but the the club was, you know, was on a an upward curve for a long time, got to the WSL, fantastic story, really held their own in, in the WSL, but this is not, it not stood still, has always looked to go forward, yeah. to go forward. And I'm guessing that was what was sold to you, right? Yeah, and I could sense that. I could sense the ambition of the club that, you know the club wasn't happy with where we were, um, and that's that's what you want in in a team that you sign for. They're looking on a three-year plan, on a five-year plan, and um, yeah, I could see the ambition was was definitely there. And the players we've brought in this season and last season, you know, it seems like we're strengthening every year. Um, so yeah, really happy with the decision to. And it feels to like a bit of um. I mean, because last season was disappointing in the end, but it feels like a bit of a reset at the moment. Robert's come in as manager. It's very, it's almost mirrored the men's first team, really. Yeah. New managers come in with new ideas. New players have joined the club. It just feels, having been down there a couple of, it just feels an exciting time to be in that dressing room, right? Yeah, it feels like a fresh start. And I think that's what we needed after last season. Um, we had some, you know, really low points at times last year. And I think for a lot of us, we weren't used to it, you know. We lost nine games in mm. a row, and yeah, that was tough, right? Yeah. yeah, and not, and I've never experienced that in my career, and I know a lot of players hadn't, and um, it was tough. Yeah, it, it definitely tested us, um, you know, on and off the pitch. It was, you know, it felt like it was all consuming. You know, it took over your life, um, which is it was, it's hard because, you know, you will lose games mm. and. Perspective is a great thing but when it comes to football. You're but thinking this shouldn't be happening here, though, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking we've, you know, the club's been on a has been on the upward curve all this time. We've brought in new players. We've got everything here, and yet the results aren't happening. You're thinking, yeah. what what's going on here? Yeah, and the players that we we had last season, um, we shouldn't have been in the position that we yeah. were. And I think that's probably the hardest bit. You know, when I was speaking to teammates of other teams, you know. They were like, you've got such a good team, you'll be all right. And we felt that, but we needed to, you know, make that happen on transfer you that onto the pitch. Get into a spiral, don't you? Yeah. I can only. There was only really one similar season, and that was the start of that um, 0809 season, wasn't it? Two points. Two, two points. points from eight games. I mean, the, the squad that we had. It was ridiculous. Incredible, but we had two points mm. from eight games, and you're yeah. staring at that Premier League table, thinking, we are in. 
trouble. Trouble. You're yeah. in trouble. And you yeah. can't, you can't believe Bale, it's happening. Modric, like the team was phenomenal. Mm. It was like, how is this happening? But as soon as self-belief goes, confident yeah. goes, and you're looking around thinking you concede the first goal, you, you just lose, you're dejected. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. But from some, your point of yeah. view, Amy, you went on to, to make 28 appearances. You got the chance to walk out of the Tottenham Stadium. Please describe how good that must be, because I, I will yet to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> how, how good was it? Yeah, it was a fantastic day, and especially the Reading game, because mm. that was basically do or die for us. We yeah. had to win that yeah. game to stay up, so the pressure surrounding that game, obviously Vicky had taken over as interim, and you know there was so much going off and so much noise around the team. Um, we just had to get the three points, and... You know, as soon as we got, you know, scored first and, and settled down, we could actually enjoy the occasion, yeah. It yeah, comes down serious. to it, Emmett. It comes down to winning. Yeah. I, I came to the Manchester United game when it was at the Tottenham Stadium and it was, the atmosphere was electric. But yeah. if you lose, it takes all the joy away from it. It's yeah. all about, we play football and you have to win. Yeah, and you always reflect on games, whether you've won or lost. That's that's generally the feeling, yeah. isn't it? Um, but yeah, it was such a, a lovely stadium and unlike any other stadium I've ever played at. Tell us a little bit about the squad at the moment. What's the vibe in the squad? Really good. Um, you know, a really good vibe around the dressing room. Um, it feels like, you know, as you said, we've we've hit a reset button. You know, we feel like, okay, we've got a fresh start now. Now we can start showing who we are. And competition is really high, which I think is always a good thing. Um, so pushing each other in training, in the gym, everyone wants to be in that starting 11. You know, we're all competing. Um, to, to earn that shirt and I think that's how it should be and yeah the girls who have come in are, are really good characters and you know have just had, added so much quality to the team that we already had and now we've got everyone back from the World Cup as well and you know those girls have shared their experiences of, of what was a fantastic yeah. summer for women's football um, you know so yeah we're we're really we're in a really good place and feeling really confident. You spoke about having characters in your dressing room. Let's find out a little bit more. Who's the biggest joker in there? <laughs> biggest joker? Um, I'd probably say Asmita. Azzy, yeah, she's um, yeah. she's a character <laughs> for sure. Yeah, she's. Um, I found out the other day that she's 11 years younger than me, and she's trying her best to become my best friend. <laughs> and I'm like. I said, you need to find someone your own age. <laughs> like, I go home, I have a cup of tea, I live a very boring life. And she's like, what are we doing? We're going for food, we're doing this, we're doing... I'm like, no, you need to go and find your own crowd because <laughs> you've got that. way too much energy I for, love that. <laughs> for me. You'll be yeah. taking her under your wing. It's a strange like, duo, it's like, a strange duo, but yeah, everyone thinks it good. works, but yeah, she's a joker. You mentioned about players coming back from the World Cup. Obviously, Bethany's one of those, Bethany England, England having got to the final. I mean... We were we were talking about how tough the back end of last season was, but Bethany did come in and score all of those goals. What's she like as a teammate, a player? Yeah, I mean, she was incredible last yeah. season. She came in and basically turned our season around. She get, you know, she's a very confident person and player, which we needed. We needed someone to come in with that, you know. At a time, we were feeling really down and really de yeah. dejected. Yeah. She was like, you know, we can do this. I'm going to score. And we believe she, she would because that's how she trains and she's such an established player in the league already. And I've known Beth since the Donny Bells days, um, being, you know, neighbours with her being from Barnsley. So I've known her a long time. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's great to have her on the team and such a big part of the, you know, it's, I can only imagine wearing the number nine shirt is a big responsibility yeah, and, yeah. and being the one that, is the provider for, for goals and that pressure. I can only imagine what that feels like, but she takes it on board with, with such confidence. And um, yeah, I'm sure she'll carry on scoring she many goals. She looks like she thrives on it though. Oh. Yeah. You know, she, she's coming, big signing. She looks, she, she can take that on board and she's got that confidence. And let's not kid ourselves, she's quality as well. We, oh, we, we, absolutely. We've seen What's she like every day in training? She must be, uh, yeah. as a defender. Yeah, she gets annoyed at me a lot because I leave. <laughs> ah, I like him. <laughs> I stand on her toe a few times. I'm like, it's because you just not, you know, I, the ball's there. I'm like, okay, I'm going in and she's she's gone and, <laughs> and scored. So she's like, yeah, leave, like leave it out. And yeah, I'm like, like, well, that. you know, you might get this on Sunday. So yeah, 100%. I'm just getting you ready don't for the game. Don't yeah. let these centre-forwards <laughs> score goals. She's and a great... Jermaine all the time, <laughs> Robbie all the time. Got to keep them right. grounded. Of course you do. Yeah. Do right. Exactly. Yeah, but she's a great weapon, isn't she? 
She is, totally yeah. Brilliant. And the girl, yeah. she scores such a variety of goals. Yeah. She's she's good in the air, you know. The goal she scored, scored at Leicester at home yeah. last season from 35, Amazing. 40 yards Amazing. and tappings. Yeah, she's just an all-round centre-forward. We mentioned England there and we've talked about the World Cup. Where, where, I mean, you've you've seen it all. I mean, you were the, the girl who played with the boys, then you got your opportunity, then you were told you're not good enough and you've seen the WSL grow and you've been part of that. You've played in America. Where do you see the WSL at the moment? Where do you see football in this country at the moment? Because it would seem it's in as good a place as it's ever been. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. I think it's such an exciting time to be part of women's football right now. And you can see people are finally turning their heads and wanting to be involved in this space. And I think the only way is up now. I think we've we've come so far, particularly, say, in the last three years, you know, off the back of winning the Euros with the Lionesses and such a fantastic spectacle of women's football at the World Cup and not only with England but other nations as well um, yeah I'm I'm just so gutted that I, I'm not a bit younger and I could enjoy this this time in, in women's football as but it's you've got to be got proud to of being just part of it that, Miles. you must be so proud how far yeah. the women's games come when we had Jenna on here and Jenna's yeah. older than yourself it's, it's yeah. like you've got to look back to where you were starting and how far you've transformed it and helped to get the WSL where it is in women's football yeah. and I have a young daughter and it gives them the next generations or the younger ones yeah. an opportunity to, to fulfil the dream. Being a professional there. footballer yeah. wasn't on the table when you, yeah. when yeah. you were a girl yeah, exactly. it is now on the table I know and being able to be a role model for, mm. for so many young girls growing up now who have, you know, the likes of Beth England to aspire to be. It's it's amazing and, you know, it's something that we never had growing up and, you know, women's football will continue to go from strength to strength. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's such an exciting time to be a part of it and to see what else we can achieve and how, f you know, we're, we're going to continue to push the boundaries. So it's only going to get bigger, right? Exactly, mm. yeah. And we all, you know, we all want to leave the game in a better place mm. than when we found it. And if we can, you know, retire on that thought that we, we've done so much, you know, the older generation to, to improve the game, then, you know, we'll be happy. What would that, what would that seven-year-old Amy make of make of you now do you think all that all that Amy that was rejected what would she make of what you've what you've done now England caps FA Cup yeah. finals now you're playing you know established WSL player playing here at Spurs what would you make of it all do you think I think she'd probably say you should have been a number nine that's where the money is <laughs> <laughs> I, like I don't even think I could be a number nine if I tried um yeah I'd, I'd obviously be very proud I think you know, when I look back to the journey I've had, um, the obstacles that I've overcome, mm. and like many, like you know, I know I'm not the only one to have to have overcome injury something. as well. I mean, don't, let's not forget that 15 months out. Yeah, and you know, you have to sort of, you have to learn from everything that you go through, good and bad. And you know, I learnt from that that time being, you know, sat on the sidelines watching through my injury, playing low league football, and. I used all of that to, to my advantage and to try and make myself a better person, a well-rounded person, to have empathy with what other players are going through. And I think, honestly, that's made me a better person, a better player on the pitch. And I'm grateful. You know, now I don't regret any of the decisions mm, I've made yeah. because it got me to this point. So if I hadn't have gone through those, those hard times, then maybe I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So, However... If there's yeah. one bit of advice you would yeah. give to a boy, girl, man, woman, who's had rejection in football, yeah. <clears throat> in any walk of life, you've overcome it, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, yeah, don't let one person's opinion define who you are um, and who you want to be and where you want to go. I think that having that self-belief is, is such a massive thing. Um, as long as you're happy with who you are in your own skin and I think that's the most important thing and to just yeah to have fun with what you're doing life can be so serious at times but you know especially football you've got to put things into perspective we we are only kicking a ball around a pitch and and getting paid to do something that we love so yeah a bit of, bit of perspective and yeah you can't go too far wrong one thing we do want to talk to you about, Amy, is, I mean, you can see it all around the, the training centre here. Uh, 
the club is very big on sustainability, won the Premier League award for this on numerous occasions. You're in the right environment, but this is something close to your heart, right? Yeah, for sure. And it definitely played a, a role in me signing for Spurs, really? actually. Yeah, I, I spoke about this um, last year. I think, you know, I think I'm one of the very few players who've, who've openly, you know, spoke about my incentives for signing for the club being how seriously um, Spurs take environmental issues and, and how sustainable they're, they're trying to be moving forward. Um, it's something that I'm very passionate about. I think probably over lockdown, um, I reflected on, you know, we all had a lot of time to reflect in lockdown and, you know, I sort of started looking at um, this world of sustainability and climate change and felt like I had a responsibility to, to change my lifestyle and to try and influence change around me as well. Um, you know, and at United, I was fighting a lot of battles off the pitch, which I enjoyed and, and managed to make some big differences um, up there. But yeah, to come to a club that I don't have to fight those battles, that those battles are, you know, already been taken so seriously and important steps are happening here um, is, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And Why is it so close to your heart then? Not that you need a reason, but yeah, I'm just interested. I just, I don't know, I felt like I had a responsibility to do something. I think being a person of um, influence and, and having a platform on social media, I felt like I could affect people in, in a positive way. And I, felt, and I feel like as female footballers and as, as athletes, we do have a responsibility to promote positive mes messaging about things that we're passionate about. And I just felt like... I don't know, I was stuck in a rut with it a little bit at first, like, you know, as, as probably most people think, you know, what difference would I make? You know, if, if I change something, it's not gonna affect anything. And that can get you quite down and, and depressed. And as soon as I started getting out into nature and making small changes within my life, I actually realized other people were feeling the same, yeah. a bit trapped and, and lost and not knowing how to change or what to do. And a little bit, you know, it's a daunting, daunting, subject and, and it's, it's something the club's obviously taken very seriously i mean it, i mean we moved in here in in 2012 and and you can you know you can see with the environment and how the environment actually around the training center has has developed i mean you've you've had a look around the training ground yeah. you've seen some of the some of the areas we've got like the gardens and and stuff like that yeah. so i can i can see where you, yeah i can see where you'd almost go hand in hand with what we're trying to do here then yeah and i think that's probably my favorite bit about the training center is that you know when you build a football pitch or a training center you don't really take much consideration for the nature that was here before mm. um and i don't like you know i don't like that we're sort of taking over natural habitats and species that were already here and you know the fact that we have bug houses and wild flowers growing and you know we're we're trying our best as a football club to to keep that biodiversity thriving in this setting is is something that i really like and something quite different i don't think many football clubs from what i've experienced take that consideration and um yeah i'm i know there's a lot more to be done I know on a personal level, I'm quite ambitious to, to make changes within the game. Um, yeah, and I, and I hope, you know, we, we all collectively come on this journey together with it. Amy, thank you very much. You're an inspiration <laughs> to all those young girls and boys out there that have had setbacks and look forward to living the dream. And we, we wish you luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thanks thank you for very much. On. We're not letting you go just yet, though. Oh, OK. <laughs> We've got a little Q&A. We've got a little Q&A. Okay. Okay. a little Q&A. So, what's your favourite piece of football memorabilia you have? Could be anything. If we told you Jenna's, you'd... From myself or from... Anything. Um, yeah, I'd probably say my England caps, for sure. Yeah. I like it. Do you know what Jenna's was? No. A coat hanger. 
From White Hart Lane, wasn't it? A what? A coat hanger. So a co- I thought you said a koala. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, should be, you should be able to understand me. I know, huh? sorry, I know. It was a coat hanger from what? One, it one was the first, so it was the first time the women's team got to play at White Hart Lane. I think it was, uh, quiet, yeah. yeah, it was the night, it was the night we beat West Ham to win what right. was then the Premier League South to give us a chance to go into the Premier League, which obviously what turned into the Super League. And she, uh, so when she got there, all the kit was hanging up on the hangers. Right. Never seen that before. Yeah. So she kept the hanger. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, a ni- that's, yeah, that's lovely. That's though, isn't it? good, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a good. Story. I like the England caps on. I hope there's some yeah. more, Amy. I hope there's some more for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So your favourite kit ever? It's got to be a Chef United kit. I'd say the... I'm the one sure. that you kept underneath the Chef <laughs> yeah, Wednesday that's kit. The yeah. one. <laughs> I'm not sure what year it was from, but the away shirt, it had... Um, lave, laver on the front. Yeah, the I remember. Even I remember that. Illuminous yeah. yellow. Yeah. Wow. That was. I. I think that was maybe my first ever kit as well. So, retro. But I like that one. This is a good one. Favorite Spurs player you've played with. You better get the answer. <laughs> I know. Right? I'm <laughs> I I've, I've got two in my mind here. Okay. I've got two. Okay. Well, if I want to lift home. Yeah, then. you're right. <laughs> I'm going to have to say my wife, Ang Harrod James. And that is also true. Okay. I'm just saying that. <laughs> you're, just say, you're just saying that. Hey, no, no winking. Okay. Um, who would be in your all-time five-a-side team? And this could be players you've watched, players you've played with. It's your team. You can play. You can be on the bench. It's your team. 100%. Pickers. She's pickers, blocking shots. Pickers, your five-a-side team. Amy, you're in it. Okay. Um, it's your call. I'll go Becky Spencer in goal. Because She's incredible. her feet are unlike any goalkeeper I've ever seen. She should be an outfield player, yeah. to be honest. She just drops passes yeah. on, a, drops the on the sixpence, doesn't she? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And so calm as well. Like the rest of us are like having kittens when she's doing <laughs> growth dancing. <laughs> but yeah, so calm. So I go Becky Spencer in goal. Um, I go Ali Krieger at the back. Player I played yeah. with in Orlando. Yeah, USA. Um, with Amy Turner? Mm, I don't oh, think I'd put myself in there. Oh. No, oh. I don't right. think so. Um, and Harry James, for obvious reasons. And, yeah, great midfielder as well. Um, I go Marta. Yeah, of course. How many players have I got left? That's four. Five, including you, but you're going to stay out of it, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I'll stay out of it. Despite Dawes' promptings. Try. Yeah, and... Let's go Sydney Sydney LaRue up front. Where she where was she playing? She was a nine. So yeah. she yeah, she yeah. is a nine. Yeah, yeah, so in the nine. Across your career, who's the unsung hero? Now this might be a player who hasn't grabbed the headlines, who's but obviously played a part in your career. It could be someone behind the scenes. Who's your unsung hero? Could be your mum. Yeah, I would say my sister. Yeah. She so we grew up both playing centre-half. Um, she was honestly the better player out of the two of us. She's two years younger than me. Just naturally a better player. Um, and she didn't... I don't think she ever wanted to be a professional footballer. I think she was sort of pushed into it a little bit and, you know, we were going to games, so she just got sort of got a kit on and got pushed onto the pitch and, you know, a fantastic player and naturally could read the game really well um probably quicker than me um and yeah i don't know she just for whatever reason i think probably look and opportunity for myself meant that i would go on to have the career that i had um she's still playing but but lower league is a is a more of a hobby and she's got a fantastic career outside of football um but yeah i think I, like I feel it. like I'm getting a bit of I like it. I like it. I like it, Amy. Very yeah. good. Right, and the last one, in your opinion, who is the greatest Spurs player of all time? It could be men or women's. The greatest Spurs player of all time, Harry Kane. Without a doubt. Yeah, Easy. You didn't even yeah. have to think about I didn't. that. Amy. I didn't. Amy, it's been yes. an absolute pleasure. Thank you Thank so you much. Very much. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.